now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'll be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. And that's what Dennis has been doing lately. He got a little upgrade for his Mooney 201. We'll get to that, uh, well, eventually in his uh, storytelling. Because he, uh, you put in how many hours this week, you figure, in your uh, Mooney? What do you uh, think? I think I put close to 10 hours on the airplane in the last nice. uh, last five days. Okay, that's pretty good. It's been good. Yeah. So what did you do? Share with the rest of the class. So do you remember a few years back we met with uh, Jet Shades? Uh, I think it was first at Sun and Fun. And, you know, initially I think I was still living in Minnesota at the time and really didn't see a need for sunscreens in my airplane. Right. These are like sunshades for your aircraft. Yep. Removable right. sunshades instead mm-hmm. of, you know, limo tint that's, you know, always there and would definitely hamper your nighttime visibility. These mm-hmm. were removable shades, a uh, little plastic film or acrylic originally. Uh, so we, we had talked to Kevin. And I was intrigued, but I really couldn't see a need for that. You know, living in Minnesota, we mm. need all the solar heat we can get. Um, but now I'm a Florida resident, right? So it only I took mean, what? How many? Uh, a year? Well, this is a my season second, or two? second summer now. So right. you know, we're we're going into year three. Uh, it, it's time to do something. And as it turned out, uh, I had a, a work um, opportunity up in Jacksonville to go meet with some customers and. Rather than drive six hours, of course, I'm going to take the airplane. Mm-hmm. And I did that. Well, it turns out uh, Jet Shades was based at the airport that I was landing at. So we flew into Fernandina Beach, and I got to meet with Kevin. And he took a look at the Mooney, and he's like, yeah, I'm a very intrigued, and uh, I need to get templates made of this airplane so that we can offer them to other customers. So, yeah, bring your plane back next week, and we can we can do a set right here. Wow. So that's what I did. So you went so- over to Jacksonville. Uh, uh, hung out with him for how long did it take? Well, we we were up there for probably about two hours and got the an eyebrow shield. So we've got uh, you know a, a kind of like uh, in your car where you get that first six inches or so of your window to help cut the glare behind your sun visors. Right. We've got that, and we've okay. got the pilot windows all done. And then uh, he sent us with the material and uh, the tools and whatnot to basically do the rear windows because we were starting to run out of time. It was getting late in the day, so yeah. This is this is literally a do-it-yourself kit, but he's also uh, making available laser cut. And we'll talk to Kevin. Uh, hopefully, at Sun and Fun, or, or you know, maybe in a future episode, and have him talk about jet shades and what's going on and what's new. I know that there's some big buzz in the RV community because I believe he's just releasing jet shades now. Well, I think we're going to find series. out. Yeah, RV yeah. Tom is going to join us, I believe, here in a few minutes on Just Plane Radio. And uh, the reason he's running late is because he's installing his jet shades on his uh, RV8? Nine. RV9. Yes, nine. And uh, he, that's what he told me via text. And I was like, well, that's uh, ironic. Are your ears burning? You, you knew that Dennis was... Uh, doing his Mooney, and uh, he's like, oh, I got to keep up with Dennis. I got to get some too. I swear that's what he told me right before showtime today, Dennis. So this is uh, interesting. You guys had not talked before, 
And this is just literally a weird timing situation. Great minds do think alike. Greg. Okay. Yeah. You, you uh, keep telling yourself that. We'll go with that for now. <laughs> Great minds, demented minds, twisted minds. Doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but this kit, uh, it has to be measured for your aircraft. And then you can just pop them in when you need them and, and take them out when you don't type of deal or you leave them in all the time or what no you definitely want to take them out like for night flying and if you're leaving your airplane parked on a ramp it's probably better to take them out so that the sun doesn't beat on them um you know 150 degrees inside of a closed up airplane is probably not the greatest thing for longevity yeah but that's one of the things i liked about jet sishage story is that they are removable right you know if you put limo tint on there Where's that heat going when this when it's being reflected away? It's going into your acrylic windows. And the last time I checked, airplane windows are really expensive. Mm-hmm. So I don't want extra heat damaging that plastic. So uh, I like the fact that there's an air gap between the window and you can remove them. So you don't have that heat buildup that's you know going to potentially uh, prematurely uh, ruin your aircraft windows. Right. Now, it has been kind of warm in Florida this week. Uh, have you been able to tell a difference already from what you've uh, put in the Mooney 201? Well, unfortunately, on the return flight the other day, um, it was uh, nighttime. But uh, I did notice the moon was darker. Okay. Well, there, there, there's but that, I guess. also with that, I was able to remove the jet shade and we're back to normal. So that's that's really quite nice. Right. But what I didn't really pay attention to until that flight up there was how hot the stuff does get inside the airplane. I had my flight bag sitting on the back seat. I reached my hand around to grab something and almost burned myself on the mm. My Go Flight logo. I'm like, wow, that does get hot back here. Even in the airplane at you know 8,000 feet, it's still the sun beating on that. All of that heat's building up. So anything we can do to reject that and uh, make the interior cooler, make it a little bit easier, less glare. Right. Uh, it's, I'm a big fan of this. So well, there's no doubt. Many, many flights. I mean, what, what, is he, uh, what does he claim that the jet shades will bring down the cabin temp by how much? About Approximately 20 degrees. Oh, wow. Okay. That's pretty good. I was going to say think, 20%, but 20 degrees is probably even more. So you think? Yeah, exactly. And I think that the bigger issue here is the, you know, the reduction in glare, making it easier to see other airplanes and things like that by, you know, cutting down the intensity of the light. Here in Florida, you know, we definitely have a lot of sunshine. You know, we don't have to shovel it like they do snow in Minnesota. Right. And they do have to be customized to the model of aircraft that you have. They have a bunch of uh, uh, cutouts already for probably God knows how many aircraft, I assume. They just didn't happen to have your Mooney 201 yet. Or what? Not yet, but uh, mine but will be the uh, template so that yeah. he's going to have them scanned and laser, uh, you know, CAD work done so that he can reproduce them on his laser cutter and be able to send them out. Mm-hmm. And the great thing is if you've made some changes to your interior, um, you can customize these. Um, it, they're really easy to modify. It's not, you know, heavy-duty acrylic that has to be cut with, you know, special tools. It's a, a, a sturdy but flexible uh, plastic that's reflective on one side and dark smoke uh and a couple different colors available, too, so you can have a lighter tint on the pilot and co-pilot windows and a much darker uh, tint on the rear windows for the passengers where it's not affecting the pilot's ability to scan for traffic. Right, and they stay in the uh, in the window how? Just by, like, because they're cut and they kind of just snug in there some way, or you had a little it, fastener it, you snap in, or what? It's a, a combination of friction fit and also uh, special 3D printed clips that he's designed um, that are held in place with a uh, dual lock, which is a, an industrial type of Velcro type solution. Mm-hmm. 
And then like uh, the eyebrow up in the windows is actually just being held with just regular Velcro to be able to attach in the corners. And it slips up under the, um, the top of the windshield and your interior to help hold it in place. Got it. So it stays in there pretty firmly. Uh, but when you want to take it out, you just, uh, you know, take it out real quick and put it in the back seat and you're good to go. Right. Yeah. Put it, put it in the little bag so you don't scratch them up. Well, okay. You do that. Do they look kind of stylish too? It's they kinda, do. I yeah. mean, from the outside, you know, you've got that silver reflecting, you know, mm-hmm. kind of limo mirror look to it. type of thing. Yeah, that on. mirrored finish. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to getting some more flights in and trying this out and seeing the difference and also finding out what the passengers think because, you know, well, I'm not riding in the back. Well, that's true. That's true. But I, I was thinking your Mooney 201 has AC, right? Or no? Sure. Yeah. It's got a big fan up front. Okay, no, you're joking then. It doesn't yes. have an air conditioning. No. Oh, okay. Almost, I was, why did I think it G- did? I thought no, it did. Probably because when we got to 3,000 feet, it cooled down well, quite true. a bit. Well, true. Right. I don't know. I was thinking to some, for some reason you had AC, but now you might as well because it'll be yeah. 10, 20% cooler or 20 degrees cooler. Plus, you got that big old fan uh, up front blowing in the air. So it'll be nice and comfy yeah. for our neck. Yeah. And as we get into uh, the warmer weather, is it. Uh, continues here in florida i mean well it's pretty much here right now it's already getting up in the 80s uh high 80s this week i mean it'll probably back down a little bit off and on right now but but we're starting to see you know starting to get into the season where things are going to warm up there as you're getting ready to taxi up and take off right yes sir but not dennis he won't be sweating one i'll be drop styling Jet Shades. Check them out online. Be like Dennis and get yours today. we got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plain Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. 
Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Hi, I'm Michael Goulian, aerobatic champion and air show performer. You might have seen me in the Red Bull Air Race or in air shows around the country. You're listening to Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Now, here's my close personal friend, Greg, your co-pilot. All right, that was 20 bucks, right? 25 bucks. <laughs> this is Just Plane Radio, Greg, your co-pilot. That is me, along with Cam Dennis and his promised RV Tom with us. Uh, I don't know if his ears were burning or he just knew we were going to be talking about these jet shades a little bit. And uh, he has joined us as well. Tom, how you doing, buddy? What's going I'm on? Doing, doing terrific. Now, is your uh, aircraft 20 degrees cooler now? Have you got your jet shades installed or what? No, I actually, I just got them, uh, just have delivered uh, on Monday. So I'm putting a new interior in right now. Oh, so okay. Shades. I was going to start, actually, it's funny that Dennis is doing the same thing. I was going to do it uh, two days ago, and I figured, let me get the interior in first, because you got to get seats in and everything else. Right. And then let's, uh, especially this weekend, we're getting the uh, cool front coming in here. So uh, I figured, well, by Saturday and Sunday, it's going to cool off. So they might not be the big necessity. But today, I mean, it's, yeah, it's nice warm. degrees out there. Yeah, this, it this is. It's warm. Today. But and I'll tell you, we did not plan this. This is just one of those weird things where the planets have aligned and both Dennis and Tom uh, got their heads uh, hands on some jet shades for their aircraft. And uh, Dennis already has his installed. And uh, there you go. RV Tom's working on his now as well. So there you go. Just interesting how that all has come to fruition. But but you're, uh, why did you have to, well, this, this was in the works for a while to get your RV9 uh, new interior. So you got what, new leather seats and everything that you've put in? Or what are you doing? Exactly. Oh, every, everything from uh, soup to nuts in there. I got a brand yeah. new uh, carpet in the back in the baggage area. The side panels are uh, you know, leather. It's a company down in South Florida, an amazing couple down there. And uh, they have everything made and uh, leather and all the seats are made in San Paulo, South, mm-hmm. uh, South America. Okay. So then I, ship, I ordered it back in October and it just came in two weeks ago. And uh, they live actually. They live down in the West Palm Beach area near Boca. Yeah, and uh, it's amazing. They live in a gated community. I drove down the uh, two weeks ago in, in my truck to pick it up because I figured it wouldn't fit in the back of my RV nine. But you go in this gated community and all these houses. Remember, this is Palm Beach County, right? Uh, you go in this gated community. All these houses are two, three million dollar houses, and behind their house is a one mile runway. It's a grass field. It's actually five thousand. 200 feet wow oh it's just amazing and then you walk out behind this guy's house and you open up his garage and he's got four rv tens in there which is <laughs> that itself is amazing he's True. in different stages of, of bill one's he's he's putting uh, avionics in one of them uh one of them he's putting wings well his wife is doing the interior in another one but both these 
these this couple here they're self-made they've learned themselves there's no formal training which is amazing he's painting one airplane the another place he's putting in the whole electronics and if you look at the uh the wiring harness and everything, it's laser printed. It's all labeled. It looks like the back of a triple seven. I mean, this, this couple is absolutely amazing. Huh. Uh, so, uh, so how did they get into the upholstery uh, thing? Or, or are they just doing this uh, for you as a friend or is this their no, business or what? A couple of years ago during the uh, AOP, when they give away one of the airplanes, the RV 10, they gave away a couple of years ago at Oshkosh. Mm-hmm. They actually did that interior down there. Okay. And there's South Florida aero aviation. And, uh, uh, they are definitely worth interviewing, uh, Dennis, to go down there and talk to him. And actually, it's the most amazing couple. The guy's actually, uh, he's actually putting the supercharger on a, uh, Lycoming 540. So to give you know, the more boost, more power for high density altitude operation. Uh, he's putting electronic ignition from a funny car. He's built one right now for the Continental 550 and Lycoming 540, which mm. is a capacitive discharge system. The guys just wowed me with his, uh, it's nice to know there's people still out there just have this uh, kind of ability. The, yeah. And they're I love, I love doing that. all kinds of stuff. So, what, yeah, what, what cool. did you have to uh, provide? Did you have to take the uh, seats out of your RV uh, RV nine and take it down to them, and then they reupholstered them, or just no, gave I you the covers, or what? I'm, I'm doing it myself. I put the whole interior, which was pretty basic, minimum, just had seats, and I didn't have any uh, paneling in there on the sides, or I didn't have any rugs or anything. And it was just basic metal uh, empanage fuselage. That's all it was in there. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, it looks. Uh, Looking very serious, like it's just going to be the best. Yeah, cushy, fancy. Yeah, I sent some pictures to Dennis uh, last week when I was putting the seats in, and they're super comfortable. It's got a oyster in the back air and a lumbar support, and it's going to be nice. It's going to be very nice. So they supplied the the leather upholstery, and you were able to just kind of put it on the different interiors of your aircraft. That's what you did. Is that right? Yeah, I've been working on it now for about the last uh, for this whole weekend, and you know this old this old man body of mine upside down inverted underneath my <laughs> RV, trying to get those panels on there and trim them all out. But the amazing part of this interior is that, uh, like when you go to screw it into the panels, like you take out these screw holes, and they've already marked where the holes should be for the interior, and the and the holes match up exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not off. You take out the screw and you put this panel in there, or this rug section, this carpet. The holes you put the screw in there and you push it in and it matches up with the hole exactly. These it, it's pretty impressive that that this interior that these guys have developed. Yeah, so they may have made it very easy for you to to finish off the job. It's just a little time consuming and you got to time consuming crouch this, uh, down in areas. And yeah, yeah exactly. Down inverted, right. trying to get underneath the seats there, and it's a little two seater airplane. I don't yeah. have the luxury of a you know full size airplane. It's a little. Basically, a Miata or a Corvette inside. So I'm mm-hmm. down there, upside down, inverted, and trying to. And actually, had the uh, my hangarman had to actually get my pull, pull me out. I couldn't get out of it. Yeah, I'm I, stuck. I, hey, I'm, I was help stuck. me out here. Over. Little uh, help. Yeah. Okay. So you so, saw the pictures, Dennis. Uh, look impressive. Yeah. Made you think like, hey, I I need to do this upgrade on mine too. Or no. That's the that's all I can think of right yeah, now. Exactly. You know, I still have the original 1982 tweed fabric uh, in the Mooney, and I would love to find somebody that could do you know some nice leather seats with some new padding. It's definitely overdue at 40 plus years old. Well, now you know uh, they're in West Palm. And what's the name of the uh, group again, or the couple there? Yeah, uh, Tom, I'm or- looking forward. I'll have to 
<laughs> well, you can check yeah. and share yeah. uh, when you get that. That's uh, that's fine. Right now, it's just I, a friend of Tom's. He just found it probably from the what experimental aircraft group. He kind of came across uh, across them at the show and started t- chatting with them, and that's how this all started. You think or I, what? I went on the RV forum, and they showed yeah. this interior that and it says they're backed up a few months because everything comes from South America. It's custom made, mm. and uh, okay. And her name's Elaine, an amazing woman in herself. But uh, I ordered one from her, and I said, "We well, want me to give you my credit card." She goes, "No, I'll just I'll order it for you." And you know, I believe that you really want it. And yeah. So if you don't pay, we're gonna we're gonna find you. We're gonna track yeah, you down. Yeah, she did. So it, it came in. She called me up, and I was like, I was going. So I drove down. I don't know how big the whole package would be. And it weighs about thirty-seven pounds altogether with the seats and the boosters and everything else. And yeah. uh, I just drove down in my, in my car and picked it up. But just go to behind your house and see you all know, this other stuff. You're like, your mind's going crazy. You're like, oh my God, I'm in aviation heaven. Oh, I was. I, I even said that Lewis is her husband. I said, if you were my neighbor, I would I would work for you free just to, to grab this information and knowledge. I'd bug the crap out of you. I'd never leave. And they're like, okay, that's enough. You can leave now. More coming up on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Can I let you in a little secret? A secret? Just you and me? Sorry, that had to come out. Go on. I'm not going golfing. I'm taking my first flying lessons today. I always dreamed of being a pilot. Oh, Jay, that's fantastic. And I I totally get it. I had a crush on the pilot who flew the crop duster back home. He had big, broad shoulders and a deep, husky voice that, in retrospect, could have been pesticide-related. Can you promise me a sky that's trouble-free and clear so it's safe for me to fly? This is Just Plane Radio, Gregor Co-Pilot. That's me along, Captain Dennis and RV Tom, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. Now, uh, RV Tom obviously has an RV, RV9. I uh, just got a reupholstered, getting ready to get the jet shades put on there. He's going to be good to go. Uh, but uh, he has an extensive commercial airline record as a retired captain. 
And, uh, you know, he, he plays in that world still, all his friends, I guess. And there was uh, the mainstream media was jumping on a big story this week. You know, this uh, incident back from 2019, I think it was uh, Tucker Carlson was talking about uh, how the airlines are, you know, trying to diversify. It's going across all different types of uh, businesses now, as we all know, in an effort to uh, bring in a more diversified workforce or whatever the case may be. And, And without getting, you know, political and all that kind of stuff. You know, the the point he was bringing up was that uh, it's making the skies unsafe because they're pushing some people to the front of the line that may not have the skills or aptitude to be able to fly these planes effectively and that uh, we're asking for trouble here in the future. That was it in a nutshell. Okay. Now, whether you agree that's going to happen or not, that's besides the point. But, but Tom, uh, you know, knows firsthand from being in that world. Uh, quite a bit. And my big question was, you know, the incident they brought up about from 2019 was an Atlas aircraft and and the guy um, evidently didn't have a very good track record on his training. And and it was it's come out that uh, he probably was way in over his head and it caused this massive you know accident. And, you know, is this an example of somebody being pushed forward uh, way too quickly? and uh, promoted when they weren't nearly ready to uh, take on the uh, responsibilities of operating a big aircraft like uh, that Atlas, which was what? What what kind of a, aircraft a, was that, Dennis? A Boeing 767. Okay, a big, uh, big boy. You know, so uh, it was a tragic situation. And, you know, you can look it up if you're not already familiar with it. But, uh, but I don't know. Uh, you know, it's in, an interesting scenario. But my big question from the whole thing that they he was putting out there and uh was that okay look yeah sure we would like more diversity and the companies are trying to get more women into aviation and uh different races and things like that that's fine i have no problem with that but uh i don't i don't know how that would happen that the person wouldn't be qualified because don't you still have to be certified to fly whatever aircraft you are going to fly don't you have to get over a certain threshold to be able to do that tom or, or is it possible this person really was uh, pushed through and, and and was able to fly this aircraft and shouldn't have been for some way and fell through the cracks? I don't know how that works. Explain it to me. Well, he did fall through the cracks. He should have never been in the should have never been a first officer on a seven sixty seven. He shouldn't even been a first officer on a Cessna one fifty two. Yeah. But that being said, what's going on today is that. When you get trained to a different airplane, a 737576, whatever you're going to, right. you go through a certain amount of simulator So You go through ground school. It's a computer-based training. You have ground school, and, and it goes up to about six weeks for a total of everything. Okay. But then you go into the simulator session. Most of the time, it's like six to eight times, and you're ready for your check ride to get type-rated in that type of airplane. Mm-hmm. We're seeing now in the training departments that all the airlines uh, right now, instead of six, seven times, we're, we're seeing 15, 20, 22 times to get what you should have gotten done in eight times. Mm. Yes, they're getting through, but they're being spoon-fed. They're repeating the same sim session over and over and over. And, uh, you know, you, uh, it's just, uh, I, I'm trying to be very uh, they're 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 getting certified. Correct. They're getting through yeah. the process, but they're not necessarily qualified. 
right. They, they're meeting the book. They're meeting what they need to do. If they need to do certain maneuvers, you know, after 22 times, you know, the very, the, the lowest common denominator can pass it after 22 times. Right. They should pass it maybe six, eight, maybe 10 times, but you're getting 20, 22 times here, 25 times. And the companies are spending Buku bucks. You're talking about $1,700 an hour to operate, say, a 777 simulator when you get everything involved there. Yeah. $1,700 per hour. You're spending an extra 12, 15 hours for this one person to get him through. Just, so you're spending an extra $30,000 just to get this guy through, just to be able to go to get into the airliner. Then he's got to do IOE, initial operating experience. And that's another whole ball game. Usually after about two IOEs, initial operating experience, they're pretty much ready to go. We're seeing now in the field two, four, six times to try to get him to go through. And even then it's, yes, they're, they meet the minimum qualifications. Yes, the, they pass the check rise, but Again, we're talking at the bottom of the barrel here. They're just getting by where they should have gotten by with two two IOEs. Now it's taking four or six IOEs. Okay. Well, what what about from the standpoint of if you know it takes them more sim time to reach that threshold of of uh, getting signed off on a type of aircraft? I, more time, the better, isn't it, Dennis? I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, are you saying that uh, we got to cut it off? It's costing more, of course, to do this. But well, well, I'm wondering if this is a holdover from the fact that we have such a pilot shortage that we're willing to take anybody and do what's necessary to get them to fill that seat. Where previously, and and Tom can probably speak to this better than me, but I was you know under the impression that when you went off to your simulator training. If you busted the check ride, you know, you were done, you were out. But now those people are being given multiple opportunities to pass because they can't afford to be without that, uh, that person in that seat. And what, the, what they do now, they call it train to proficiency. Mm-hmm. The good news is you can't fail. Well, you, know, you got it. You got it. This it's well, it's no different than a lawyer trying to pass the bar. And they may fail it several times before they finally, you know, get through it. And then they're a lawyer. And uh, are they a good lawyer? Well, they failed the bar four or five times before they it finally passed. Matter. Your insurance rates are still going to go up. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I mean, uh, it sounds like what you're saying, though, Tom, is that if if it's taking you so much time to pass these sim tests, that maybe this aviation thing is not for you. And they maybe need to be a little bit more strict about, uh, I don't know, maybe not giving you an unlimited amount of time or, or effort to to learn these skills uh, because or, or what? Is that what you're saying or what do you think is a solution? Uh, Greg, that's a tough one. Uh, yeah. uh, to answer that, honestly, I, I don't know. The, uh, you get so many people to get through 10, 20 sim sessions and they say, we're going to wash you out. And then say, oh, no, you're not, because if you wash me out. I'm telling. <laughs> well, if you wash me out, I'm going to play the race card. Ah, uh, well, okay, you got that. And, and that's, you know, I don't or want don't to put it away. You don't like women if it's a woman or, yeah, you get into right. all that kind of and that, and that's, political that's nonsense. That's the bottom line. Yeah. And that's what happened with mm-hmm. uh, with this action we were talking about earlier. So really? That's, okay. Yes. Well, uh, it, it, you know, I mean, it, it is a dilemma. There's no doubt about it. I, I guess I just kind of go back to, I just thought if you got certified, 
you know, you should be proficient and able to do that, but that's not really the case. So we have the same thing in scuba diving. You get certified to scuba dive, but it doesn't mean you're qualified. And that takes experience, uh, time underwater, in this case, time in an airplane, flying an airplane, maybe with a, a more experienced pilot. And you learn from them, and you put in the hours, and you get more proficient that way. And uh, so I don't know. I don't know if there, it's a solution of trying to adjust the training a little bit to accommodate these things or not. We'll have to wait and see. But it's an interesting situation that we will monitor accordingly, and hopefully we'll limit the amount of tragedies that result from this stuff. All right, more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Any of you boys need an aircraft carrier around here? This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis and RV Tom rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. And just to be clear, because, you know, that that got kind of intense that last segment. I just want everyone to know the entire crew here at Just Plane Radio, we want more women. And I should just stop right there. Right, Dennis? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, Uh, that's going to get us even more trouble. (laughs) No, more diversity. The more people we can get into aviation uh, as pilots or whatever, the, the better. We're all for it. It's just the problem uh, appears to be there. Maybe some people being pushed uh, to the front of the line that uh, may not be qualified or not getting certified to the level that they need to be before they're operating these aircraft. That's what we're starting to see a little bit uh, reporting along those lines and some scuttlebutt. Now, you know, the solution, I don't know. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see and just keep an eye on this to make sure it doesn't get away from us. But uh, I want to be very clear. We want everyone involved, and uh, but we want them uh, qualified. And I don't think anybody would argue with that uh, on any level. And how you do it is the question. That's the that's always the million dollar uh, well answer, I guess. Is how do you do it effectively uh, without screwing things up and making things worse? So we just want to, everyone to know that so we're clear and uh, can move on and keep everyone happy here as our virtual passengers through the latest aviation news and information. Which brings us to a story about Delta. They, they are, they're pretty happy. The pilots well, are pretty happy. pilots hap- are. Yeah. So uh, what is going on with them exactly, Dennis? Well, after a lot of contract negotiations, pilots at Delta Airlines just approved a new contract, which is going to increase their wages by like 34% over wow. the next two years. That's a nice That's, bump. Yeah. yeah, well, and and on top of that, it's improvements in their scheduling, retirement, and and other benefits. And they claim that this is going to basically raise the standard for a lot of the contract negotiations that's going on at the other major airlines. Hmm. I guess Southwest just rejected a, a contract recently, and they can go and point back to this as here. This is what we want. This is what Delta is willing to do. We want that too. And so I think you're going to see 
the standards um, and the pay and scales are going to be improving even more at the legacy carriers. Well, I, I think it's uh, it's not unexpected because you know, of the pilot shortage we've been covering for the last several years. Uh, it's only natural that the uh, salaries are going to go up to try to attract more people. Are you, are you seeing that from all your other friends too, Tom? And that yeah, uh, industry, that side of the oh world. Oh yeah, good. I mean, we're following a leader that with Unite with uh, Delta making that big pay raise here. Uh, United uh, rejected that contract, so did Americans, and uh, so everybody's going to follow suit. But you're talking a, a tremendous uh, increase in, in salary. It's just right. like. God, I wish I was still flying because the wide body captain, senior captain of Delta now is, is buku bucks. I mean, big time buku bucks. Yeah, it's crazy. That's who you want to be. Think about that. You can get that. With the shortage right now, the thing is too, like with Delta, mm-hmm. you get hired with Delta, right? They, they got a two year captain already at Delta in, in the left seat of a 757. Only two years. He's already flying a 757. That is unheard of and unbelievable if you if you would have said that 10 years ago so great for the airlines great for aviation great for pilots it, it is the i've been telling my son who's now uh in ground school for an airline that uh i've been telling him for the last 30 years that when 2020 comes along you know just the numbers alone not not changing for a pandemic or anything like that it's going to be the best time ever to be in aviation and it's true okay well from from a pilot standpoint you may be right but now when you just said uh two years and then you're you're uh what you're you're flying the big uh big plane and it used to be much longer is that what you're saying Oh, to a, you know, way back not not all that far back but in the aviation i mean pan Am and Pan Am and TWA, you got hired, you were hired as a flight engineer. You're sitting and working the panel sideways. You might be for 10 years, and then you'll get in the right seat for another 5 to 10 years. And only after about 15 to 20 years would you be in the left seat of a 747 or a DC-10 or L-1011 or mm. 707. Now, after two years, you're already in the left seat of a 757. That, that's amazing. Well, that's, that's amazing. Is that good or is that potentially go back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago that well, we're pushing them forward a little too quickly? Yeah, what do you, that, think? you know, it's you, you kind of get watch what you wish for. Yeah, it's it's wonderful for the the pilots are going to be in the left seat, but you know, do they have the experience to be in the left seat? And then mm-hmm. time will tell, and hopefully. Uh, well, they got to check them out. They got to yeah. evaluate them properly, and if they can yeah. get those checks. And balances in, you know, and and they're truly qualified to do that. I'm totally good with it. But that, I mean, that's the other side. And then, of course, the uh, caveat to all this is for the consumers. You know, these big increases in salaries. Chances are that means the airline ticket prices aren't going to be going down anytime soon. When you see stories uh, like that, no, they're going to pay. Yeah. They're going to pay for those big buck pilots sitting up front there. Yeah, I, I've already kind of noticed uh, quite an uptick over the last couple couple years coming out of COVID. Man, you know the airline tickets are definitely going uh, continue to go up, and that's a little frustrating sometimes. Well, you but, know, with that being said, Jeff, the the Greg, actual salary, <laughs> the actual salary of what a pilot makes, that's a that's pretty small numbers compared for the airlines. You got operational costs, you got the buildings, you got the rentals for landing fees, and especially fuel. Uh, jet fuel. Fuel right. is the bigger number one. When it comes right down to it, it works out to be about uh, you know very minuscule. Each ticket price is only like. Twenty-five cents of that ticket price actually goes towards the pilot's salary. Really? Yes, got, it's that little. Yeah, yeah, it's that little. I mean, it's not wow, much. Okay. Just, 
that the cover of, but of course you got thousands of airplanes that are taken off the of land. And so it yeah. all multiplies, but it's not all that much for a pilot. Sorry. So when they say, well, the pilots are making all this money now and it's going to bankrupt us. That's where it's a small number when it comes at all just to the big picture. You really. know what? I, I would be very, uh, I'd love to see that breakdown. That would, that would be really interesting if you bought an airline ticket and it broke down. Okay. You're paying for this, this and this, and here's what the airline's getting. You know, or even if they could figure out a way to hide the, the their profit margins to a certain extent. But it'd be interesting to say, like, okay, you know, look, the pilots are only getting like you know half a percent of your airline ticket or whatever, and you want to chuck them an extra five here. <laughs> you know what I mean? That'd be kind of an interesting uh, way to look at things. But I didn't know that. I thought it had been a little bit higher than that. But that's uh, that's pretty uh, that's pretty impressive. I I totally understand the fuel thing. And yeah. that that one is hard to is is obviously going to be a big cost, and of course the aircraft itself. But I would have thought that you know the pilot would have been a little higher than that. But that's interesting. There you go. I learned something today. I don't know if anyone else did, but that's that's news to me. So uh, well, you know, hey, one more thing I like to add too is I think we're coming around to a different generation. Before, and I think I can speak for Dennis. We're I like to consider myself and Dennis, we're aviators. I mean, we're like an artist. We love this stuff. Yeah. Now you got a lot of pilots that are more of a technician. I mean, they're doing their job and they like being who they are, but I don't, I, I, I see a lot of it now. And, uh, they like, it's a job for them. I mean, if they don't like it, they'll move on to something else where aviation, I knew from the moment I got an airplane, this is what I wanted to do. And I've always wanted to do it. And I always want to continue to do it to my last breath on this planet. I love what I do, but, there's a difference between an aviator and a pilot. Hmm. Okay. Well, I think uh, that could fill up an entire show uh, yeah. right there for sure. And we'll, we'll probably save that one. I got I want to get this story in real quick, though, about uh, I don't know where this is happening. Uh, what, what country? Who's turning? It's happening in, in Europe, actually. In Europe. They're, they're, Europe's going to turn poo into power. Is that right? Is well, that what not the, quite power. Uh, They're actually going to take 1.4 billion metric tons of manure from animal farming yeah. and convert it into sustainable aviation fuel. Hmm. Okay. So they're planning to power their aircraft with cow farts. Is that what it is? No, not even no? cow farts. The actual manure. Oh, the actual. So the, instead, oh. of the, instead of the lagoons <laughs> of manure that they have to deal with, you know, at a farm and figure out how you're going to process that and, you know, treat it environmentally and keep the methane emissions and stuff down. They're going to do something called high temperature liquefaction. Yeah. Convert it crude oil. They definitely don't want it coming out the other end of the aircraft. I know that much. Well, uh, it will, but it's going to come out of the tailpipe. Okay. Not out of the blue uh, drain. In a gaseous form, I assume. Yes. Otherwise, it would be quite a mess. All right. Well, there you go. We'll leave you with that disturbing uh, image till next time. And until then, remember there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the Information Super Skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to fly and the aviation lifestyle.
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com. 